Hello, everybody, and welcome to Giving Back to Gwinnett, where we bring on nonprofits here in Gwinnett so they get to talk about what they do, why they do it, and basically how important it is that we have them. And I can honestly tell you, there's a need for every one of those folks that are here. Uh, with me today, I have Allie with Revved Up Kids. I have Veronica and Carla, Care for All Children's Services, Inc. Now, this is all about kids all the way around completely all the way around, which is really cool. And it's all about helping the children. What I'm going to do, guys, I know, I'm going to ask questions. I'm just going to, and I'm just going to run with it. Go okay. with it. Okay. If I can not talk, which some people will be very proud of, will be a beautiful thing. Uh, I'll just drink water and just kind of look good back here. Allie, I'm going to start with you, darling. I'm also on the board with your company, with re- company, with organization, Red Up Kids. And I f- I'm very proud that I am. And I thank you for inviting me. I hope at some point you don't regret it. Uh, <laughs> but I've talked with you before and I've heard it from your heart and that's what I want you to tell me from your heart as to why you are with you know why you started Red the Kids well first of all thank you for having me on I feel like it's a little bit of nepotism that you're on my board and you had me on your show but I'm grateful to be here that for was a sure. plan <laughs> <laughs> um, from my heart I think that our mission is to address a really difficult topic and to help parents address it with their children. The truth is more than one in 10 of our kids are sexually abused before they turn 18. And I think Veronica and Carla would maybe agree that that number is probably way higher (laughs) based on the population that you serve. Mm -hmm. And parents don't know how to talk to kids about this to help keep them safer. It's real easy to talk about the guy in the park with the lost puppy way harder to talk about uncle joe or mr Mm -hmm. smith next door and more than 90 percent of the time that's who it's going to be so as a parent you feel like how am i even possibly going to say that and you know make my child think that everybody they know might want to sexually abuse them so we at revved up kids our goal is to help make that an easier conversation for families and also help appropriately equip children to recognize this type of behavior and know that it's wrong and understand the importance of disclosing if anybody ever approaches them in that way. That's, it is a tough, I mean, like you said, you know, getting, you don't want a child to be afraid of all the, you know, family. Right, exactly. You know, but there are signs I know and, you know, and I know that's what you train with classes for them so that they know, I guess, what to look out for. Is that a good way of putting it? So, yes, like we have, we have, three different goals one of the goals is to help change their understanding about who predators are because most kids think it's a stranger Mm -hmm. that's all they've ever heard from their parents Um, you know be afraid of strangers we talk to kids about unsafe people and we say to them unsafe people might be strangers that you've never seen before but they also could be people that you know even people that you care about who might do these things to hurt you and that's not okay Right. So that's one of our goals is change their understanding of who this person might be and then change um, their personal self self-protective behaviors. What can they be doing every day? Um, and that's a lot about personal boundary setting and helping even parents understand children should control their bodies. Children should be in charge of who touches them. They don't have to accept forced physical contact, especially from adults, because predators really, that's, predators rely on that, that they can push a child's personal boundaries and coerce them into unwanted physical contact, because 
mom and dad have always said I have to hug I have to hug grandma even though she smells funny and she makes me uncomfortable I still have to hug her and I have to kiss grandpa even though he has sloppy wet kisses they force me to do it so when another adult tries to force me to do it what do I know right and then the the last thing we try to do is equip them with an appropriate response if somebody is actually behaving in a predatory way so Mm -hmm. what do I do in that moment we roll in self-defense if someone's actually physically trying to hurt them or take them what can they do to hurt that person yeah what can they do to hurt that person so they can run to safety and then emphasizing the importance of disclosure the kids need to know that they cannot keep that secret so that's that's really the overarching goals of all the programming that we have for children and teenagers now i got a question to ask us some of this is it does hit a little close to home for me one thing I had heard, you know, if you got family, okay, again, like you're saying, you, you don't, you know, being told to kiss, but when a child is being abused by especially a family member, even in family gatherings, they tend to shy away from that. I guess it's almost, a parent could use, if correct me if I'm wrong, could use it as a warning sign. If there's an uncle or an aunt or that they're just, you know, they gave them the hug, but they really felt uncomfortable around and they stay away from, mm-hmm. that's a warning sign. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I want to make sure that, yeah, because that, that, it is, I, I agree with you there, and I just want to make sure I was right, because again, I'm a little closer to it than I'd like to be. Um, you and I have actually discussed that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. We also have on the show, the folks who care for all children, services. I'm sorry, I'm trying to read what was sent to me by Mike, and my reading, you know. Reading is fundamental, and I ain't learned it yet. Care for all children services this year is Gwinnett Chamber Small Business Award winner in the community contributor category. Yeah, awesome, awesome, and that brings us to Veronica and Carla. And what Revved Up Kids does, and I know you two have talked and met, so you know I think there's a synergy there. And there are so many groups that deal with foster children. In talking with some, they some are involved in certain stages of a foster children's life. Mm-hmm. So where, if I may ask, do you guys fall into that category or are you, you know, front to back? We are. So again, um, thank you for having us. No and problem. it's good to see you again, Ali. So yes, what Care for All does is that we are a therapeutic foster care agency. So when children come into custody in the state of Georgia, the counties refer the children to Care for All to be placed in our foster homes. And we get referrals from every single county in Georgia and we place children in our licensed and approved foster homes. And we have homes in every county, from Gwinnett County to DeKalb to Fulton to Hall, well, um, Clayton Barrow. County, Barrow County. And we place those children in our, in, our, in our foster homes. And one of the things that we do with our foster children is we refer every child to therapy. We, every child that comes in the door, we refer them to therapy. Regardless if we know, we don't know all of their history, but we refer, we refer them to therapy and we let the therapist decide if they qualify for services. Um, because just coming into care alone is traumatizing. So mm-hmm. if you remove me from my family today, like I said, I will be traumatized and I'm a 40 plus year old woman. So imagine removing You're a nine. You're just a youngster. I know, right? I I'm know. The old man of the group. Just, yeah. So imagine removing a nine year old boy or a six year old girl from her family mm-hmm. in a trauma that that's gonna be on her, including the reason why she's being removed. It could be sexual abuse, mm-hmm. it can be physical abuse, it can be from using corporal punishment and leaving bruises, which is child abuse. And so what we do is we try to make sure every child that comes in our care 
they receive the therapeutic services that they need. And a lot of children, they come into custody for different things like educational neglect, um, substance abuse, and then when they're in custody, sometimes they disclose. Mm -hmm. And Carla, you can talk about that. And we do have a lot of children who come into care and it's months and they've been placed with our foster parents, they've received services, and then one day they'll finally feel comfortable enough to open up and say, this happened to me when I was X number of years old, or I really don't feel comfortable going back for a visit with my mom and her boyfriend or vice versa. And then they'll go ahead and say, this is what happened to me. Sometimes we get children who come to care because they were sexually abused. Mm -hmm. And it's really, really difficult. And it's difficult for the children because they don't know who they can trust. Mm -hmm. All right. And then how do we treat those children going forward? And then how do we prepare our foster parents for those children and the trauma that they have experienced? Right. I can only imagine what these, they have to be mentally prepared for a child that has, I guess for like issues. Trauma. Not, yeah, trauma. It, mm-hmm. but, you know, that stuff that was not by them. Mm-hmm. It was brought on by. Right. Their innocence just, oh. being stolen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's yes. just crazy. I mean, I got to ask you. So when a child says, I do not want to go, I mean, that's what happens. Because I, I, the reason I ask is that you hear stories, you know, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. But, you know, oh, no, that's your mom. She's okay. You know, you mm-hmm. got to go. And you're like, no, I don't want to go. So when we have an incident like that and we have a child who is scheduled for a visit and they verbalize that they don't want to go we have to call you know their case manager and share that information with them because we care for all we can't say okay you you can't go because usually it's through a court order that they have to have these visits Mm. and so we have lots of conversations with the caseworkers their supervisors administrators program directors and even their county directors to say these are the concerns that the child is having he or she is verbalizing it they are getting physically sick you know they can't function or when they return from the visits You know, it takes such a long time to kind of bring them back around. We need to all sit down and and really talk about this. And so sometimes, unfortunately, they do have to go. They do have to go to the visits. And and that's the reality of it. Our system does not always work in favor of the child. Right. No. But the thing is, at Care for All, we're all mandated reporters. We are, the staff, and the foster parents are. So if a foster child is saying, every time I go visit Grandma, Uncle Joe is he comes in my room we are mandated reporters and we have to report that so mm-hmm. we call and we report it and then that starts an investigation in that home even though it's not a foster home it's in that child's birth family's environment we start that investigation because we are mandated reporters and we're here to serve and protect the children the most vulnerable um, yeah. of us all the children so can we can you guys build like a little side room and then when somebody's one of these people is caught for doing that just put them in there and give me about five minutes with them that's all i I need i wish i think a lot of us working in this issue area all feel the Mm -hmm. same way about that and we just have to trust that god will handle it yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) i mean I, i and and but having groups like revved up kids like you know care for all children are needed yeah. and this is where you guys there there's a calling for that Absolutely. um i mean mm-hmm. and please don't get me wrong i mean there's always a calling for groups to help foster kids but when i met 
Allie and her husband, David, with revved up kids, I was like, wow. And again, I saw where, you know, getting them together with, and I know they do this a lot and they go to, they do stuff, uh, classes at schools and Mm -hmm. working with a bunch of schools and they have to, they have to know that it's okay to to tell them. Absolutely. And we're actually trying to do a partnership where Allie is going to come to care for all and speak to our foster parents as well as speak to some kids and give them some of some of the tools that they that they use to help keep these children safe. We'll figure out a way to make that work. Yes, absolutely. I have this feeling about that. Yes. And a lot of times when we're working with the foster care population, a majority of those kids have already experienced either physical or sexual abuse. So we're you know, we're hoping that somehow our training will empower them and give them a sense of control that mm-hmm. hey, I don't have to accept anybody treating me like that again mm-hmm. and and equip them to be safer yeah so. and definitely mm-hmm. to not because you get that guilt trip the kids feel guilty that was my fault mm-hmm. it's almost like you hear with an abusive husband with the, it and it's not and they got to know that and they need the caring you know and stuff and yeah can i go back to please something go you something. said earlier about kids going to maybe a family gathering and mm-hmm. avoiding a certain person in yeah. the room one thing that we teach parents is to be really mindful of a any adult or older teen that takes an extreme interest in your child that's yeah. a huge red flag or b your child losing interest in a person or an activity that they used to love those are also red flags and a lot of times parents just chalk that up to oh you know kids their their tastes change and that you know but you got to dig deeper when something Mm -hmm. like that happens if your child was like just loved 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 baseball and didn't wanted to Mm -hmm. just be so involved in their baseball team and then suddenly said i don't want to play anymore what what is going on there and a lot of parents don't don't even have on their radar that something inappropriate might have happened mm-hmm. to their child. They don't even know to ask the questions. Or sometimes what's worse is they don't want to. Or they don't, yeah, because yeah. they're not, they don't feel equipped to go there. No, they That's, don't. That's, I mean, and, and so when, when we work with Care for, care for All Children, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> we need an acronym. <laughs> Care for All. Care for All. When we work with Care for All and we talk to parents, that's what we're going to do. We're going to help sort of help them feel empowered to make this an ongoing conversation. We don't want parents dusting this off whenever someone in a white van drives through their neighborhood. And that's what a lot of parents do. Oh, we better talk about that. Right there. It needs to be a daily thing when you're going to a sleepover. Hey, remember, no one needs to be in the bathroom with you. You need to stay with your friend all the time. You don't need to be undressing in front of people. If anybody says something or does something that makes you uncomfortable, you call me. You know, it's it's those little things that need to be spoken to your children as often as you're reminding them to brush their teeth and say please and thank you. It yes. needs to be routine so that it's not something that makes them afraid. Absolutely. Does that make sense? You know what? I can also say, and I'm, I'm going to be very very straightforward from experience me in this case not but a family that even a neighbor that just seems so like wonderfully friendly uncle it's not saying okay be cautious of everybody that you know seems to be nice but you've got to keep your guard up period as a parent yeah i have told my kids in no uncertain terms look if anybody's got a right to take you out of this world it's me because i help bring you in Mm -hmm. i won't but i will protect you from everything my kids are 19, and yet I'm still very protective of them. Mm-hmm. 
you know, because yeah, they're still my kids. Yeah, and yeah. and your daughter, it was really, I mean, it's amazing. We have met, we have talked, and your daughter has been to my house, Osa. Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, her and my girls have been friends since, gosh, mm-hmm. elementary school? Elementary school. Yeah, yes. and it, <laughs> it just didn't, I know, yes. we're both like, where do I know that guy? Yes. We're going, please yes. tell me it's a good reason. Yes. Please tell me it's a good reason. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. You, know, you ever do that, though? You're kind of yeah. like, uh, I know that person. But <laughs> now, do you also try to recruit foster families? We are always recruiting foster parents. Okay, and, and that's got to be a tough one. That's very tough, and it's it's a it's a strong need for foster parents in Georgia. What's happening now is sometimes we don't even have enough foster homes that defects are still sleeping at hotels with foster children until we're able to place them in foster homes. But one of the things that we do at Care for All, part of our initial training with the foster parents, and it's kind of what makes us a therapeutic agency, we give foster parents a little bit more training than the average agency. So like to become a defects parent, let's say you need like 23 hours, it's called impact. At Care for All, you need like 60 plus hours because we do discipline with care, handle with care, forms, policies, and procedures, understanding trauma, safe sleep, water safety. But one of the main trainings that we do is a, it's part of the impact module, and I think it's module 12. And we talk a lot to the foster parents about sexual abuse and having that uncomfortable conversation with the children and, you know, dealing with their own experiences because we all have passed. We all have lived long enough to have experienced something in our adult life. So d- teaching them how to deal with their own past sexual abuse or sexual experience, whether it be good or bad, so that when that foster child comes and t- knocks on their door and say, I don't want to go to grandma's house because of this, or I'm having dreams that this has been happening, I don't know if it's real. We, we, we try to equip, equip our foster parents with the tools that they need to be therapeutic to the foster kids. So when the foster kids do disclose to them, they're able to parent them and they're able to deal with it as opposed to saying oh no we can't talk about that you didn't come into custody because of that no I'm not going to do that because I know your mom and I supervise your visit so we try to teach the parents how to how to address those uncomfortable conversations with those kids um, but yes we're always in need of foster parents um, I want to get that all. out there so yes. you know always it's a live show but it's a podcast yes. so we may have yes. we I mean I've got my two listeners right now yes thanks kids <laughs> So you know, I have a question more. for yes. Veronica. Yes. What is a typical ideal foster parent? Oh, a typical ideal foster parent. <laughs> Very good question. So actually it's one that can pass a background check. Stop it. So we if just, that's all you need to do to have a foster <laughs> no, parent that's Georgia, not all. we have got a big that's, problem. That's the start. That's okay. just the start. Okay. So first of all you have to you have to be willing. You have to be willing to be a foster parent to to invest in learning how to be a therapeutic foster parent. Of course, you have to pass a background check. What is the difference between a therapeutic foster parent and a foster parent? One of the, the main differences is a therapeutic parent, they are trained to handle specialty cases. So kids that's been sexually abused, we train them. We give them extra training. So, for example, if you want to be a, just a regular parent and you want to go to a county, you just get one training. Let's say about one or two trainings. But to be a specialty or therapeutic foster parent, we give you about 60-plus hours of training plus 24 hours of ongoing training annually. So we just had some some professionals to come in from the Rape and Sexual Abuse Center. Um, Is that where they were from? Stewards of Stewards Stewards of Children training. We just had them come in to talk to 
our staff as well as our mm-hmm. foster parents about, you know, sex trafficking and all of those things. So we have different professionals to come in as well as we do different specialty trainings Good with job. our foster parents. Mm-hmm. So that's what makes us different from the average agency. We give the, the parents the tools that they need to parent the children that we that's out here. The parents that the children that's um, traumatized. But those those parent your parents are dealing with more severe cases. More accurate? severe cases. Right. Yes. Okay. So when when a severe case is coming into defects, they are looking to you yeah, they all call, to they be able care to support those children appropriately. Yes. Versus the defects yes. foster parent down the road. Yes. That De- just barely passed yeah. the background check. Well, no, it's, 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 it's I, you, oh, that was terrible. Well, it was, it's, it was, I was actually going to say more, so much more than just a background check, but that's the yeah. first thing. You have to be able to pass a background check. We actually send you, you have to have a physical done. You have to have so many references <laughs> done, right? Because right? even with your physical, they actually even take your blood. So it's, it's so much more than a background check because you have to have blood work done. And all you have to pass so many clearances. We actually send you to the FBI to have fingerprint done. Mm-hmm. So when we get your fingerprint results, if they say, not a not a candidate or a candidate, so the FBI pretty much got to clear you in order to be a foster parent that's and care for. That's not a bad thing. Oh, no, no. it's not a bad thing at all. No, not at all. I mean, I agree with that. 100%. Yeah, really yeah. important. Yeah. You know, I I helped out with another foster children's group a while back, and um, you know, you get foster parents that they become what the kids were taken away from. Absolutely. You know, it and then you get some foster scary. parents they are just doing it for, to get money. Yeah. And you and know I've those seen ones. That. You know yeah. those yeah. parents. You know it. That's why we do unannounced visits. I am a, the executive director, but last night I did an unannounced visit to a foster home. Nice. And Carla does unannounced visits. And sometimes mm-hmm. we have to do it just to make sure that the children are still receiving the therapeutic support that they need from the parent, that the parents are not getting comfortable. We have meetings in the office every every other month. We have trainings. Mm-hmm. So we never want the, um, the foster children to be treated like foster children. And we know when the parents are doing it for the money, we, we, we can tell them no. So we mm, try to screen them out. We screen them the out. Yeah, it's the not beginning. like they get enough to, you know, a bunch of money. No, it's you know? not. Right. Yeah. If their expectations are that low, it's pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. You know? We have some good people out here that's really doing this because mm-hmm. they love children. We have mm-hmm. some therapeutic foster parents that care for all that only focus on medically fragile babies mm-hmm. and medically mm-hmm. fragile mm-hmm. children. And when I tell you these, we have a group of nurses at Care for All that are foster parents. Oh, wow. And all they do is they take, they take care of babies from CHOA. So these ladies are already certified mm-hmm. pediatric nurses. They go to CHOA to become certified to, to be able to care for this child's medical needs. They bring the child in their home and they care for the children 24-7. Wow. So we have some very, very good foster parents That's at Care amazing. for All that are very invested. Mm-hmm. And especially that medically fragile population, we have some very strong foster parents, and we're actually proud of them. They do a great job. That's awesome. They do a great job. That's awesome. So, yeah. Between you and Allie and what she does for Rebbed Up Kids, there's a future. Yes. There's a future. Yeah. Sure hope so. Oh, I know so. I and feel, there's hope I feel for it. the kids. There's hope for their future so that they won't have to relive their past and all of the trauma that they've experienced, that they can have successful lives. They can go to college. We we love when we can report to the state of Georgia that this foster child is not aging out, but he's going to college. He's going to live on a college campus because a lot of foster kids don't do that. They If they're not adopted and they age out, they don't get to go to college and experience normal the normal things that most adults get to experience, mm. you know, to get to get a driver's license mm-hmm. to get to a car and drive yeah. you know to get a work a job so we we try to encourage our foster parents when children are a certain age we do what's called independent living skills with them and we encourage them to build these children so they can be successful adults mm-hmm. 
anything you like to add, Miss Allie? Because I was given. Am the I allowed to make a plug about how you could support Revved Up Kids? Well, if by all means, I was getting ready to ask you that. This podcast. Yes, yes, and you get so, to do it too. Um, and I'm sure that Care for All would agree. Small nonprofits don't have a lot of money to market to yes. the public. Mm. You know, we can't do 90-second infomercials every two hours all day on Saturday. So we, we really rely on moments like this, Tom, where people mm. allow us to have a voice and reach people mm-hmm. with our mission. So for Revved Up Kids, my asks are always connect us with groups of children who could benefit from our training. So contact us about the children that you would like to see receive our training and we will get that done and then of course donate because we charge tuition if your group can afford it for sure we're gonna ask you to pay tuition but there are an awful lot of children whose families can't afford tuition or Mm -hmm. children who are in foster care and really need this training so we ask people to donate money to support that training. And even a donation as small as $15 can train a child at risk. So it's, it, you don't have to give us thousands of right. dollars. If you wanted to if give you want us to, by all means, more please. money, yeah. So our <laughs> fundraising event is in March, and we're looking for corporate sponsors yes. for that, too. So Tell us a little bit you, real quick about that. So we host an event in Johns Creek called Shamrock and Roll. And it is a St. Patrick's Day themed casino party. It's at the Atlanta Athletic Club. Probably many listeners have been there or seen it. A beautiful club in Johns Creek. And it's a really fun night. And we are looking for sponsors for that event. Looking for sponsors. Yeah. Those are my asks. Veronica, what you got? (laughs) (laughs) It's Christmas. I bet you got a lot of children that want Christmas presents. I do. I do. Carla, you want to talk about the... um, So, you know, we have lots of foster children and they don't have a lot. They don't come with a lot. Many of them come with just the clothes on their back. And sometimes, as a matter of fact, we just got a sibling group of six, two of which came with nothing but a diaper, not even clothes on the back. I I know about that. So, you know, we want our children to have wonderful clothes, nice clothes, clothes that same clothes that you would buy for your children, you know, make sure that our foster children have coats and scarves but we also would like for all of our children to have tablets so that they can play on the tablet be a kid do their educational Mm -hmm. work they can play prodigy work on their math do ras kids work on their language arts and reading so that they can be more productive and move forward in school and a lot of times the foster parents cannot afford to buy tablets for every child that's in their home yeah like i mentioned before we have a sibling group of six and it's very difficult for a foster parent to purchase tablets for six children you know they would have to share we have sibling groups of five sibling groups of two but these kids don't really have anything and so that would be great coats scarves hats tablets Veronica? So yes, we're asking for tablets now for our children um, because even when they have, when it's a snow day and they get to um, have electronic day or something mm-hmm. it's called in Gwinnett County when you get to do the homework. The virtual learning. Virtual yeah. Our children yeah. will be able to do right. that because right now they're not able to. But we not only ask for this stuff now at Christmas, but care for all we're always in need of donations. Unfortunately, it's a year-long thing. It's with a year-long thing. Foster mm-hmm. care. So what we do is we try to do a duffel bag campaign year-round, where we have duffel bags and we stuff them with basic toiletry items like soap, deodorant, toothbrush, mm. toothpaste, 
basic things like that that we give to foster children, not just at Foster Care Awareness Month, not just at Christmas, but we have children who come in with nothing. So Care for All will always benefit from fundings or from donations because when we do get the large sibling group in, we like to go grocery shopping for the foster parent because our goal is to keep the children together. Mm-hmm. If my kids, now they're of age, but if all three of them came into custody, I would want them to be together. So our goal is to keep large siblings together. And when that happens, we have a foster parent who is just her at home, but we're giving her six kids and we're telling her, we're going to pay you next month on the 20th or the 25th. Right. Imagine how she gonna, she's going to take wow. those kids, but imagine mm-hmm. she's going to need groceries today. Yeah. She's yeah. going to need, she's going to need, backpacks today and shoes today you know so what what our goal is we need ongoing funding we don't have any sponsors the only funding that we get is what the state pays us and lord knows that's not near enough it's not nearly enough to pay the foster parents and to and we try to celebrate the kids birthdays because some of Mm. these kids don't have birthdays at home so we try to celebrate the kids every chance we get and so we would love to have funding so that we can we can support these kids throughout the year we would love the tablet so we can okay. give them. We'll have a Santa Claus because we have someone who agreed to be our Santa already. <laughs> we would love to be able to have a Santa Claus and give these kids these tablets for Christmas. Wow. But we would also like to give kids basic socks and shoes throughout the school year, exactly. backpacks throughout the wow. school year. Like I said, we can, yeah. if we can schedule, Santa will be there. Folks, careforallchildrenservices.com is where you go if you want to help out these wonderful ladies yeah. with those kids. Revved up kids. Dot org revved go. with two v's r yes r-e-v-v-e-d-u-p-k-i-d-s dot org if you would like to help either way you know what it's time of giving give the both of them for crying out loud on that note i am going to make a hundred dollar donation personally for my wife and i to each of your organizations Aww, thank you that's yes. wonderful Tom. thank you um and again let's see what we can put together because i would love to be santa claus for your group okay i enjoy it my pay is the smiles. <laughs> okay. okay. My bonus is the hugs. And my raise is when they want to come back and get another one. <laughs> but only just, if they want the hugs. Only if they want they it. Want the yes. Hug, right? yes. Maybe a high five is the other high option. High five will do it or knuckle yes. bump, whatever they yeah. want. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just that they are excited to see you know Santa and I get to try to make their day. Absolutely. Try to get them to forget about what's going on. So again, I will actually go to both your websites and I will okay. make that donation online. Okay. Thank you. Um, Thank for my you. wife and I. That's amazing. Um, Thank, Thank you. you. And it's care for all, the number four, not F-O-R. Yes, F- yes. ladies, it has been an absolute pleasure. Well, thank you again. Thank you, Tom. You guys have a thank great you for holiday. having us. Thank yes. you for being thank here. Thank you. Again, thank you and have a great day. Yes.